Three Wrestling Podcast coming to you on May 19th, 2022. I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Christian, alongside Mikey B., Mike Grenier, Joe Lopez, Sleepy as Shit. Why are you yawning for? What's going on? Shut up. What's up, buddy? Shut up. What's up? Any no, more ice to, shut up. Not what's uh, up. Any, any more ice to fucking chew when we get the party started or what? Oh, uh, don't. Hi, Pearl. Hi. Oh, I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to send you guys a text. Uh, Lauren designed something for me on, on the uh, – you'll, you'll appreciate it later. I'll send it to you guys in the chat later on. Okay. Uh, send Hookhausen. Send Hookhausen. <laughs> by the way, that shirt they put out yesterday, AW shop. I think we're getting that shit, dog. Probably going to buy it. Let's, about my first AW shirt ever. Anyway, we got a pretty good show here today. Um, but before we get started, um, this is something, some sort of breaking, I guess, breaking news well, as a couple hours ago that I want to touch on real quick before we get started. Uh, the boss's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, is taking a leave of absence from the company. Um, I'm going to read her read off the tweet real quick, which she, she posted today on Twitter. Um, she says, uh, quote, as of tomorrow, I am taking a leave of absence to from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifelong legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time to focus on my family. Let's spend a couple, a couple minutes on this situation. Uh, as you know, also, she's married to uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque. As you know, he, he retired a couple months ago due to some health issues. So, obviously, when you look at this tweet and you, you know, add the fact that, you know, Triple H has been, you know, retired because do do some heart issue stuff. You put two and two together, I guess, right? So, any uh, any thoughts on Stephanie's uh, announcement here? I just want to congratulate Bruce Prichard for finally out surviving Stephanie McMahon in the company. Oh. Well, well, that doesn't mean that he had any longer tenured run. Well, true, but he still and he was there. gone six. He was gone what eight years? Okay. Seven, not, not, no, ten years. Uh, what ten I, what years. I would say on this situation, um, first off, uh all the positive vibes uh, to the McMahon-Helmsley coalition. Um, I don't know if it's Triple H stuff or with his kids getting older and wanting to do more stuff during summer vacation, you know, since dad's not doing as much anymore, you know, we can kind of take a step back. Um, Now I'll address the negative um, here in in this situation. The fact that we have Tony Khan's illegitimate fucking stepbrother, Nick Khan, taking over all of her fucking roles has me extremely worried about how bad this company is going to be if she decides to come back eventually. So, Godspeed. Oof. Wow. I mean, this has to relate obviously to Triple H's uh, health issue. I mean, you, um, you, you yeah. assume so. We want to assume that, but I mean, let's let's also not say that it's, you know, because we don't have any right. true that it is that. This very well could be <laughs> an individual decision that she's making uh, to take a step back, just kind of like what Shane did when Shane took a step back. Um, So again, she's not selling like Shane did, but there will definitely be some things that are going to change in the immediate future uh, for WWE. Um, I would also be remiss to not sit here and make the comment because of, uh, and this can, we can segue this into, uh, Sleeping Beauty's topic over here. Maybe this has a small <laughs> bit to do with what happened on Monday night. Really? Maybe maybe Stephanie as a woman in power in the company kind of saw that some people kind of did some fucked up shit and rather than wanting to be a part of it, she's just going to go ahead and take a little bit of a sabbatical 
let them fucking sit there on their hill to die on, and whenever things get fucking ruffled through like fire, she's there to, you know, I'm not a part of that anymore. I've distanced myself from the people that make those decisions in that situation. You know, that would actually be interesting, and obviously... Look, we don't know what the situation is. Right. We're, we're speculating I mean, we're, we're, everything. We're, we're strongly <laughs> suggesting that it's right. probably the Triple H thing. And to be honest but, with you, 90% of me believes it is that. But what, what I was going to say, though, is I think it's an interesting it's an interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. If it were a scenario where Stephanie was just kind of frustrated with whatever is going on and the higher level with decision-making in WWE, it would be interesting because for so long now, I would I would argue for decades now, we've all kind of safely felt that Stephanie and Triple H were kind of the ones who were going to take over the company at this point. Shane was already kind of pushed aside. He kind of went and did his own thing. He kind of, you know, for a long time, it was always, oh, Shane's going to be the one. And then like the mid 2000s happened and it was like, okay, Shane's not going to be the one. Shane's gone. Shane's doing his own thing. Stephanie's here. Triple H is here. Triple H created NXT the way that we knew it. He kind of got got to, he, he got to be, I don't know if you call him the coach of that or the head quarterback of that, but he got to be the guy with the ball that got to run with it and kind of molded in his own I mean, I would, vision. I, I would say he was like the the general manager. The general manager, okay. Because he, he kind of put the team together. Yes. He went and signed the coaches to run the team. Yes. And signed the players to be on the team. Yes. And he just kind of made the thing gel together. So I would say in a football world, he'd be the general manager. Okay, fair. Right. So, so, like, you had him doing that. And, like, it, again, it felt all very – there was a point when everyone was even like – well, when Vince is gone and Triple H is in charge, we don't have to worry because Johnny Gargano is going to get to be world champion of SmackDown. Like, that was a thing that people kind of looked at. Yeah. You know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, everyone was kind of like... What's that face, Triple Mike? What's H- that face? Exactly. And at the end of the day now, it, yes. it's interesting to think that this could be a situation similar to basically what happened with NXT, where these people, you know, Stephanie and Triple H, where you thought that they were going to eventually be the future heads of the company, are now stepping aside. Yeah. Because you have, like, your Tony Khan, your, not Tony Khan, Nick your Nick Khan, Tony's younger, less cocaine-addled brother. Um, okay, have... hold on, hold on, hold on. I've actually determined that we're going to use the multiverse here. Uh, Nick Khan is Tony Khan from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man okay. universe. <laughs> Tony Khan is playing the role of Tony Khan in the Tobey Maguire that Spider-Man multiverse. And soon, Genghis Khan will come in and be playing the role of, of Tony Khan in the uh, what's the the guy who's the new Spider-Man? What's Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, right? Of the Tom Holland Spider-Verse. Oh, that man's so hot. so literally, we're gonna have three different <laughs> versions of Tony Khan 
Like, we have three different Spider-Mans in the new Spider-Man movie. And guess what? If you haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie yet, that's not a spoiler, motherfuckers, because y'all have had time. Yeah, I agree. Y'all have had time! Anyway. So, I'm just imagining... You, you didn't follow my... I'm just imagining... Idea? I'm imagining that meme, but, like, it's the three Tony Khans. Yes, I mean, the pointy the, meme? The pointing yeah, Spider-Man meme? In the middle, it's just like, who's got coke? <laughs> that's, that's the thing I'm imagining. But so, so all I'm saying though is like it's interesting because what if let's play the what if game? Okay. What if Stephanie essentially, like you were saying, is frustrated by the decision making because now you've got Vince is up there in charge, the 78 year old man who sadly can't take a stunner anymore. He is in charge up there, and Nick Khan is. Nikon is here, and Bruce Pritchard is here. So you've got basically this coalition of old white dudes. Basically, I don't know what Nikon. <laughs> he's not dude. white dude, but you've got these old white and white adjacent dudes, and here <laughs> he's white adjacent. I don't know what to tell you. He's, he's like, white. He's white. He's white. He's white. Nikon. I'm pretty sure he's with the name like Nikon. He has to be not white. Well, I'm not but, gonna, right? Right. <laughs> he's white adjacent. The fact, the fact that he's literally like, he has to be white. He, that's not, I don't think you know I how. On a, I was on a Pritchard thing. I was on a, I was a Pritchard. I was on a Pritchard thing. So I was saying, he's white. So, you have these guys now who are the ones making the decisions, who are the ones who are like, eh, women's wrestling doesn't matter that much. Eh, the women's tag titles don't matter that much. Eh, let's just make sure that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are happy. And, and, Rousey. and Ronda so let's Rousey. Go. That's good. And, so that's, and you get that frustration to the point where she's like, well, shit, they already basically just neutered and murdered the entirety of everything that my husband built up for the last few years. And now I'm here and they don't want my opinion. They don't take me seriously. They're basically just like, little girl, go sit down. Let the really old men handle everything. Oh, for fuck's sake. So. And Theodore, Theodore Long? Theodore R. Long, sir. Don't disrespect my good friend. What were you, Jesus Christ, saying? I see a con on your phone. <laughs> what? Did you know that Nick Khan's sister writes, is one of the lead writers in Young Rock? I did really? not know that. Interesting. Oh, why did I Google him, too? What's her name? I pronounce that. Pronounce that. Natachka Khan. Is that what that Nat- is? Natachka Khan? Natachka. Natachka Khan. Sachi. So she is... She, <laughs> I don't okay. think you know her like that. She, she, created, she created an executive producer in the ABC comedy series Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. That show is funny. Nanacha. Nanacha Khan. And Fresh Off the Boat. And NBC comedy Young Rock. She's also the director of the Always. Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe. That have you seen that movie? That it had the guy who's on. Have you? Do you watch Young Rock? I haven't yet. Oh, I will. You know, um, the the dude Randall, whatever his name is, who's like the interviewer, who's the former actor on it, but he's oh, like he's yeah, a real he's actor. From, um... Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. So he was in Always Be My Maybe. He was like the leader. Created by her and Jeff. So, hey, by the way, my brother's going to take over as the president of WWE, and then he's going to get me a job writing a show about a wrestler. 
and our illegitimate uh, stepbrother via our dad had relations with <laughs> two women with the last name Khan so that he could keep his sacred family uh, a mystery to his wife. You know, so Shad Khan has an illegitimate child with another lady named Khan, and that's Nick Khan. And then Nick Khan has a sister, which is uh, Martina Navratilova Khan. And next thing you know, we now have the Spider-Verse of Khans. Could you imagine if that was a thing? Like, this man... But imagine this this man is walking around and he's just... Constantinople. This man is walking around and he's fucking like, I only sleep with women named Khan. It's the easiest way to make sure that I have all of the Khans. Connie Khan? By the way, if I got to correct there, it's it's the Natchka Khan. Khan Khan. I give them... Oh, yes, you Khan Khan. I give them Baby and Jacksonville Jaguar season tickets. Genghis Khan. <laughs> Don't waste the juice. Anyway, so, hold on, one hold on. customer. You want to know how Shad Khan got caught? Oh, he hired Urban Meyer as his head coach. <laughs> Fucking Urban can't go away, can he? All right, so like we kind of teased a little bit our first topic here in in this little breaking news segment about Stepping Man, about Naomi and Sasha. Um, as you know, they allegedly walked off Raw. Now, without you know, a shoot or, or whatever. That's your topic this week, uh, Joe. Yeah. You know I mean, Sasha. Yes, it is. Let's go ahead and start it. I feel like you just did. I don't know. If oh, I don't know what angle you want to you want to present. I, I just set up the table towards like they walked I off mean, and there. If anyone is actually listening to this besides the three of us, the and Jim, he's over there. Oh, Craig. Craig. Yeah. There we go. And, and, and I'm sure there's people, and randomly people would walk up to me at work sometimes and be like, hey, good podcast, right? Like, so I'm sure Jim, people, we, miss you. we do miss you, Jim. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. I'm sorry, Pearl. I miss Jim. I'll see you Tuesday next week, Jim. All right, Mrs. Krabs. Hashtag final content. Let's go. So if you've been living under a rock, that's the only scenario where you haven't heard about this story because it's been, yes, if you've been living under a young rock, (laughs) this is the only scenario where you have not heard about this story because it's been all over wrestling literally, literally since like the middle of raw on Monday, this has been the main story in pro wrestling busted opens done like 18 podcasts on it in the last three days. It's, Everyone's talking about it. Can, can you have you listened to all of those podcasts? Yes. How many times has Dave LeGrecca just started randomly yelling about something on those podcasts? Yes. No. I mean that's just kind of what he does, right? So he's the moral Ronaldo. Yes. He, okay. he really he's he is. starts yelling, "Mama Mia!" Mama Mia! Dan Lambert, and that's not a oh, good thing. Why? He just does. Jesus Christ. So uh, yeah, I don't know what they're set up here, right? Sasha and I will keep on going to say Bailey, but it's Naomi. Well, because because Bailey was the superior. Yeah. Partner. Exactly. Sasha and Naomi, women's tag champions, Monday Night Raw, they done walked out. We don't know if it's real. We don't know if it's fake. We don't know if it's, if we don't, there's a whole lot here. So I feel like what we're going to talk about right now is do we believe it's a work or not? Do we believe it's real? Do we believe this is actually happening? Is this all part of a storyline? Is it going to become a work shoot kind of thing where it started out as real, but they're going to work it into a storyline? And ultimately, I think the question even is, 
if it is a real thing, do you think that that's okay that they just kind of walked out on their job, especially like literally in the middle of a show where they were being promoted to be in the main event? Uh, not not to backtrack, but uh, internal reaction to Stephanie Manic announcement via Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Um, initially within the company, it appears that no one outside of the most inner circle had any idea that this was coming. And to every person in the uh, that they've heard from, and we've heard from, quote, many, with many all capitalized, were completely shocked and taken aback by the news. So hmm. take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, now on to uh, Boss Time and Glow Stick, um, which will be their new ring names if they decide to show up in the new uh, Lords of the Pain, Legion of Pain wrestling promotion as the team that's going to challenge for the tag titles after oh, that one. Uh, Glow Stick and uh, Dr. Banks time. and Naomi. Um, I, so earlier in the week, and Joe can attest to this, I've kind of fantasy booked this into a yeah, work in my head. They were supposed to be um, so I'm going to say that it's work. I believe that this is going to lead into something different. Um, but I will also say that I necessarily don't disagree with some of the things that I've heard the reasoning behind their walkout. Um, I'm not, and I'm going to play the role of uh, boss time and glow stick here. Um, when I, when I say next, I'm not good enough to have a singles match on WrestleMania, but I'm just as good in ring as Bianca Belair. And I'm better than Ronda Rousey. And arguably could be as good in the ring as Charlotte Flair. I just don't have Flair as a last name. I say I say better, but that's just me. Uh, I mean, we're clearly talking about Sasha here. Correct. Right? Of course. Yeah, correct. of course. And and I would say that Naomi's better than Ronda Rousey in the ring. Right. I would say she's not better than Bianca Belair, but she could be comparable to a Charlotte Flair in ring. Because this, yeah. this red solo cup is better than Ronda Rousey in the ring. It's not a, What's in the cup? It's ice. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Carry cola. Um, so when, when I look at it from that perspective, the only person that I would say ahead of Sasha Banks right now, out of the four women in the match, is Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the most over women's act in the business right now. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get there in, in a conversation. Dude, she's so over. Seth Rollins started dressing like her. <laughs> he cosplays as his girlfriend. Like, wife. Wife. Baby mama. Same thing. So what I'm getting at here is if their thought process was that somebody in the in the multicon told them that they were going to win the tag titles and they were going to do something with the tag titles. And this this is how Sasha was going to get her first big win on a WrestleMania show. Her first win, period. Buddy, don't fucking. I'm just saying. Don't stab it while it's fucking still bleeding, asshole. I'm just saying. Dick. I'm of the notion here in my mindset that if I'm Sasha, like, you had me do it, now you want me to lose a match to people that I still feel that I'm better than in ring. Do nothing with these tag belts. And push us aside again. Mm. So first off, I wasn't good enough to have a singles match on the biggest show of the year. Now you don't even want me to defend the titles that you tried to sell me on being happy that I was winning at the biggest show of the year. And now you're like, you know what? Fuck that idea. You guys need to lose to the champions. 
How about you guys go fuck yourself? I would be pissed as fuck. And here's the thing. Wrestling Twitter, and if you're on wrestling Twitter and you're listening to this rant, guess what? You're about to get another rant. You love Stop rant, don't race you? Card. Stop with the race card. It's nothing to fucking do with the fact that they're black. They're two professional wrestlers that are not happy with their decision. And any person that wants to look up and go, Oh, white person, you didn't drag them through the mud. Uh, the biggest guy in wrestling, Stone Cold. Yeah, he took his ball and went home. That was on fucking national television. Mm-hmm. Jerry the King Lawler dragged him through the mud. His own best friend, Jim Ross, dragged him through the mud in an episode of Raw. Brett screwed Brett. National television. Yeah, there's a history. Like, let's be real here. Phil from Chicago. There's precedent. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they had Phil from Chicago fire him on his wedding day and mentioned it on the show that they let him go. Let's be real here. This isn't a race card thing. So please take the card, put it back in your wallet, save it for a rainy day because there will be coming a time on wrestling Twitter where you're going to have to use that. And I will probably agree with you. If this, okay. If this was real, let, let's play, let's play the game of if it was real. Okay. If it was real, do you think WWE handled this incorrectly? Yes or no? In what regards? In the regard of... Because the only thing that you could say that they technically did wrong... The state... Tell us all about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you were WWE and this really happened and two of your main stars that you're going to main event on tonight's show Mm -hmm. walk out. Do you go with the approach of let's let's be real about it on the air? Let's say, hey, uh, they took their bag, they left. We got to change the main event. Tonight. I think they do. They do that because of the fact that and all that. Because or do you remove them from the match. Oh, I, don't, I don't think I go either route. I think I go a hybrid route. But that's me. I'll let Ernest talk about okay. that. No, 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 no. Because, because it actually was announced the match, and literally as the match was at, as literally as the show was actually going on. That's probably what it. I, I don't think they. I don't think. Yeah. Otherwise, it says it printed on the ticket. Cars are right. And they could have found any excuse. They could have just been like, Here's hey, the they didn't make it to the building. Their flight was delayed. Right, exactly. Let, let everybody sleep on it. Exactly. Let's have a conversation Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday afternoon, if you reach an impasse with the two of them, then here's the situation that occurred. They left. They were unpleased with the way that things were being booked. We've had open communication with them. We are working on resolving the situation. There will be no further comment on the situation at this time. Right. And if now Sasha and Naomi want to go rebuff it on social media, which neither one of them is supposed to do a thing on social media about it. Right. If this was a real walkout, I'm pretty sure somebody would have mentioned something by now. Right. Let's be fucking real here, guys. Also, um, last time I checked, Naomi was kind of married to a really important act. And if they really wanted something changed really bad, guess what? Roman probably could have picked up the phone and said, hey, fix it, or I'm going to go be the new fucking lead actor in a Dwayne Johnson Presents movie, and you're going to lose me for the rest of my fucking career. <laughs> Homeboy's out there just like, I will gladly show up on AEW once every six weeks. I mean, I'm leaning towards the work. I, I fantasy booked the work. I fantasy booked it as, and this, this was going to be my topic before something else broke today uh, that we're going to talk about. It would have been fantasy booking what they do with the women's tag titles. And I think this is how you get Naomi into the bloodline. I believe uh, you have whomever you decide to win the tag titles 
win them, I would have Paul Heyman come out as soon as they win and say, ladies, congratulations, but you're not the real champion. My clients are. Outcomes, glow stick and boss time. Um, they beat whoever that is. They keep the titles for however long. Eventually, malfunction at the junction. Sasha and Naomi lose. Naomi kicks Sasha out of the bloodline because she's not actually blood. And she's no longer a champion, leading to a few that they have a match at WrestleMania. So that we have a match that doesn't involve a women's title at WrestleMania, which I think is very important. Um, so, yeah, that's my fantasy booking on, like, the storyline. Like, I like it. I like it. And I think and I think it's one of those things where not everyone's going to go, oh, it's the same shit they always do with tag teams. And used um, to WrestleMania, too. So we're talking about long-term shit here. We're talking about another fucking year. Because here's the thing. You start the tournament now. You crown the new women's tag team champions at Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Then. Heyman comes out. The next night on Raw, they could come out and. Uh, no, these are the rightful champions. You have a unification match at SummerSlam. You're now in August. You could do a fucking hybrid uh, elimination match at Survivor Series, where it's like the Bloodline versus whomever with all the like all the other wannabe champions, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and then you now get through the dog shit month of December, January. They're both inside uh, the Royal Rumble match. They lose the titles at, a, at Lemoncello Chamber, and they have the match at, at WrestleMania. Lemoncello's little thing, huh? Buddy, it'll always be the Lemoncello <laughs> Chamber. So. We own that shit, buddy. The, the only bumps in the road with that plan, I think, is... Aside from injury. ...is the lack of depth in the women's division. Uh, yeah, that, and I that's, think that's been a problem for the last and, six months. And I think that's one yeah. of the problems with the women's tag titles as a whole, where it's like, this goes with anything, right? Like, you gave them the tag belts, and that's great, but champions are only as good as their competition. If there's no one for them to compete with, really, then what are we even doing? And I feel like that happened with the Iconics. I feel like that's happened with a lot of the women's tag teams that they've had. They haven't really had actual, other than the Iconics, they haven't had any real women's tag teams where it was built entirely as a unique tag act from the start. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see you put together some women's tag teams that are like legit tag team tag teams. And I think Sasha and Naomi were starting to kind of do that. They were wearing like the matching tights and kind of had a vibe going with their different hair colors. That kind of like... They kind of melded into each other. So I think they were really trying. And I get, like, if this is real, I get their frustration from the point of view of, hey, you tasked us to do this thing. We're trying to do it. We're trying to make these titles matter. And you're literally making it impossible for us when we can't even be on TV defending them. We're not even acting as a team. We're literally in a match against each other uh, and four other women. What are we even doing? I get that frustration, and from that aspect, if it is real, I don't think anyone can blame them. Just like, I don't think anyone should ever blame anyone for leaving a job that they're unhappy with, or, you know, there's there's a more professional way to do it. I don't think you necessarily walk out the way they did, but also, too, if you feel like you're not being heard, and you're frustrated, and you just want some to facilitate some sort of change... Making a big statement like walking out an hour into the show when you're supposed to be in the main event later that night, that's a way to make a big statement. So I'll give them that. However, 
I think I am also in the realm of people who are thinking that this is probably all just a storyline. And what I would point to in that is they've only recently started to try to do more interesting storylines with the women. You have Rhea Ripley being a part of Judgment Day. You have... You know, you had everything with Alexa Bliss when she was involved with all the Fiend stuff. So, <laughs> that's amazing. That is the best TikTok I've ever seen. She has no rhythm. Are you... I think Mandy has great. They're all white. Mandy's got <laughs> pretty decent rhythm. Gigi's got none. She's She's got the rhythm of most of the girls at Iona. I mean, Take that for was, what it but is. But I'm going to say, at least she was on beat. She was sort of on beat. I'm living for her pants though. Those are those are cute. Those are oh, she cute. I would be friends with her. Anyway, I bet you would. I'm just saying <laughs> that. Go gals. I'm just yeah. saying go gals. Hell yeah. At the end of the day, I think this is all storyline too because I think that they're finally starting to embrace doing some more original storylines with the women. And the tag division. And, and, well, I'm just saying, the women in general, like even even something as simple as having Ronda Rousey going out every week on SmackDown and doing the whole open challenge thing with her belt, the way Cena did with the U.S. title, and we've seen other people do with the U.S. title. I think that, I think having Rhea involved in something that's not obviously just a women's storyline, having, like I said, the Alexa Bliss stuff that they had for a while – they're finally starting to embrace that, hey, if we do some different things with the women, they'll matter more. They don't have to just fit into this one little pocket. They don't have to fit into this one little niche. They can actually be involved in major storylines. I thought you said quiche. Yes, I did. I did. I said quiche. That's they're making quiches in the right. kitchen. It's Wait, the remix to ignition. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. You <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. Fucked up. Um, I, I mean, what, what, so what percentage of you guys think, where are you at in terms of, whether well, this is a work, whatever, what, like, where are you on percentage-wise of this? I'm, I'm now, I was 50-50 on Monday and Tuesday. 81.65% work. I was 72.5 as of this uh, afternoon. Did now I'm 78.3. He, he really did. Fucking <laughs> actual retail price. <laughs> I think it's a work. I, One dollar. But here's my thing. If it is a work, mm-hmm. bravo for getting the entire wrestling world, like, fan-wise for the last week to talk about nothing but this. Like, It's on fucking TMZ, bro. It's on fucking TMZ. To, uh, Genghis Khan, Tony Khan, Nick Whoever's Khan. idea it was. Joe, Joe, if you if you Google Sasha Naomi right now, it's on, it's on every major news clip. Fox News. Fox News has it on their fucking, on their Tuesday headline. Are you serious? I mean, yes, I'm dead ass serious. I have, I have one thing to say. What's up? If you're talking about it maybe being a work, they've, I read something that they've been pulled from live events through July. So the only thing is, with them being t- champions, supposed to defend every 30 days, if you've been pulled and basically suspended for Jack Tunney is not two president months, anymore. it's still in your storyline, dude. So that, with, with, they uh, rewrite that whenever Brock they Lesnar want. Brock Lesnar didn't uh, defend the title yeah. for like 
937 days. You're they, like, that's you what, defend right, that's one anywhere. of those wrestling they, so, that they only bring up when it's useful to them. Yes. Right. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it, but then how do you sell that in your storyline? Because then you'll have, like, it, it makes a great something for, like, the other women to fight for. Well, right. if they're not going to be here, where are the titles? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if it is a work, you're just gonna just hold up your titles for three months. Have they even defended them since WrestleMania? Like the titles, those titles matter anyways. I mean, they don't fucking part of those titles. I, I will say I this: they I, need real quick. They need like a women's U.S. title because of, because of title. this guy just compared Ronda Rousey's title run and open challenges to John Cena. No, not the Solo Cup. To John Cena with the U.S. title. That's what they're going for. So basically, you're saying that her title is just a stepping stone. Or her title reign is a stepping stone. To whoever gets whoever wins it from her. Yeah, basically. I mean, kind of. It's horrible. Like, and that, this is another thing about Ronda that I, I brought up, I said to Mike. Brock has been able to wrestle. Evolve. Evolve to a wrestler from an MMA guy. She's still trying to. I think it's also She's really green. Started as a wrestler. What's that? She's really green. Really yeah. green. I, I think it's because Brock started as a wrestler, so yeah. he has. She's just a brawler. Like she's just right. She's going into it, learning wrestling from scratch, and yes. oh, basically learning not to hurt people, which is harder fell, than fell, fell anything fell else. Fell 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 right. Get scared. Get scared. Um. But it, no. But well, just the one thing about Ronda with you know with with Sasha and all of them, like mm. Ronda is the attraction right now. Toxic attraction? Well, I mean, yeah, they all. Um, <laughs> but she's more over, I guess, with the fans than Sasha is. Wow. She's and more over with the con, <laughs> the, con, the 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 Congo verse. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, I don't know how. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but and another thing that I did mention to Mike because I talked to him about this the other day was Sasha is known to just be like, I'm taking my ball and leaving again. So. What if it's not a work, and now maybe they're just sick and tired of her bullshit? You know, there are other women that they can bring up, and you could just push, and, and you know. This is true, but Sasha is, is... She's been known to do it. Oh, Sasha's gone for three months. Sasha's gone here. Sasha's... No, I know she did, you know, she was gone one time <laughs> where she went and filmed a couple of uh, episodes of The Mandalorian. Get that. But then there's been other times where she's just like, no, man, screw you guys, I'm out. She had metal breakdown thing in 2019. What if, uh, what, what if, but here's the thing, like, when it comes to her, like, if you take her out of this equation, mm-hmm. and it's Naomi and <coughs> Dana Brooke, whoever, yeah, who needs to put on weight, she looks terrible. I don't give funny. a fuck if the two of them take their ball and go home, mm-hmm. and when their contract's up, go to AEW. Right. I lose Sasha there. It hurts. Maybe you just got Good Cody time. from But you know what's yeah, funny? But Snoop. Her cousin is on a show on the fucking TBS family of fucking <coughs> networks. Now Snoop becomes a major part of it. Now it's a whole other person investing more money into the goddamn thing. I feel and like fucking and Tony Khan buys WWE. But I Shaq feel like Khan to Jaguar Khan. Khan. I feel like though that feeds even more into this probably being a storyline. Because who better to do the, oh, they walked out storyline with than someone who has factually walked out like five times before? Like, you buy it. Do we just, you, it sounds, it, it, it sounds believable. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's totally believable because, like, honestly, right. 
if the storyline was simply, oh, Naomi walked out, you'd kind of be like, why would Naomi walk out? Naomi never walks out. And like Mike said from the start, Naomi had a problem. Why wouldn't she just call her husband and be like, hey, ask your cousin to make a phone call for me. Let's take care of this. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems logical. Sasha Banks, as we've established, has walked out before. So her walking out sounds like a possible real thing that would happen. So it's an easy one to work into a storyline. What I what I will also say, this this is this is how I genuinely feel about the situation. Um one person took their ball and went home in the peak of his run. In Lance Armstrong. His, in the end of his run. Lance Armstrong. He is now like the highest grossing like Non wrestling show. I know no, that. They didn't take the ball home. Yeah, they didn't take that <laughs> ball home. That, that one had to stay. They had to do some radio show on that one. Damn. Um, yeah, Stone Cold. Uh, right. They let him take his ball and go home. Um, when he had a shot to put over a very young Brock Lesnar uh, and get that to a whole other level. Um, so when I look at it from that standpoint, you let that guy walk and now you have him doing his podcast on your network with basically every fucking star that you have or had, um, walking out doesn't seem to be the problem with WWE. But it's, uh, it's, but it's also Stone Cold Steve Austin, though, arguably the biggest star yeah. in history business. Yeah, but so, Sasha Banks is also one of the four best women wrestlers they've had. Correct, correct. In the fucking yeah, 10 plus years. Yeah, okay, but let's talk about her and Stone Cold in the same breath in 20 years from now when her career is over. Sure, let's, because mm-hmm. let's, cause here's the thing. He was also he also had three or four good years. Are we talking about the years that he was stunning Steve Austin coming out doing a fake movie projector, or he was the fucking ringmaster that nobody yeah, gave dude, a fuck he didn't about? Become him? who he was until he, he became Stone Cold. Okay, right. and Sasha, and Sasha Banks has since she's come to the main roster. She's been on the main. It's been her best in Charlotte. Yeah, I'm not saying that she hasn't. But I don't think you're giving the thought process that her being the one of or the most over women's wrestler isn't the same as yeah. But when they when they're bringing in women like Ronda and throwing a boatload of money at her, they're going to put her over everybody else. Sure, but if Sasha yeah. has a and, fifteen and, year career of relevancy, where Stone Cold had a three year run of relevancy. It may lean more towards Sasha's career being okay, but she more. has to get to the fifteen. That's all. She's gotten further than Austin has a Stone Cold. Yeah, she, she. Are, are you putting her on on uh, on a Mount Rushmore type? She's on my no. She, my female. She's definitely in the conversation. So you know, you know she's comparable to in the men's. She's not Shawn comparable Michaels. to Steve Austin. Shawn Michaels. for a lot of reasons. I was like thinking Mike, the same thing. Yep. Who? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. No, no, really? no, no. You're, you're going, you're going way overhead. I'm sorry. She's yeah. uh, she's, she's comparable, comparable to Austin than Michael. She's comparable to a Randy Orton, where she's got the longevity. She's going to be there for a long time potentially. She's going to have the health. She's going to have the career. She's, yeah, she's these, have when you leave every like, five months, right? You know, but you, that's, you, but, you, but you, you have to remember, like like Mike is right, right? The Steve Austin was the most overact for three years. Four years, and then his career basically ended. That's a reality that a lot of us don't really hold on to. Steve Austin wasn't the top guy for twenty something years. No, he had fucking neck injury that ended his career. Right, sure. but, but what but I'm his, saying but that is, gimmick came along much later on in his career. But think about this though, right? Those three years are all we have of Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. So we remember them. 
like on the highest of pedestals because they were such a short period of time. It was like everything he did basically was gold. He never really, and, and that's not even true because people didn't love the say, Alliance stuff. I was going to say. Right, I, like, I, I'm a fan of the Alliance stuff. I didn't I'm, hate, I'm I didn't a fan. The guy drove a beer truck into a fucking arena. Steve right, Austin. Steve Austin. Year, Austin. The year where he spent, you know, looking at Spike Dudley and just going, what? Like, best that comparison. The, the two man. Best comparison ever for Steve Austin. Right. Steve yeah. Austin. Steve Austin is the Beatles. Short, short, and sweet. Okay? But impactful. Beatles only lasted seven years. Right. And and people like Sasha Banks and these kinds of stars are like the Rolling Stones, who are who are going to be around for the long right. haul, have the potential to the be Orton's around for and all that, yeah, of it all. But guess what? When you're there, like Randy Orton, when you're there for 20 years, there's a lot more failures that you could point to. There's sure. a lot more that storyline sucked, that feud sucked. We didn't. That whole year was just god awful. 2009, we're in the order. It was hot trash. But that doesn't take away from the amazingness of the other like 18, 19 years of his career. I'd say that man's had like 15 really good years, and like there's about three or four really shitty years that are there for him, you know. And I feel like the women are kind of similar right now. Like, I mean, when you go back to look at it. Um, so go back all the way to Sasha's run when they put her on TV in NXT. Take that run and all the shit that she did in NXT, including main eventing the first ever takeover, uh, having the Iron Woman match with with Bailey, um, arguably a match of the year at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Iron Woman match. Oh, I'm sorry. Iron Iron Day match. Sasha bastard. Iron Day match. <laughs> I don't know what they. Because here's well, because here's the thing, right? When the women's revolution started, and mind you, this thing's almost been going on 10 years. It was like, what, 2015? Mm. 2016? Like, we're going, all right, not quite a decade yet, but, like, we're past the first. The first Dallas mania that's when they, that's when is when they started. got rid of the Divas title okay. and made it the women's champion. So that was so WrestleMania 32? So it's been... Like six years, yeah, seven, so six or seven years. We're we're, we're we're on the the other we're on, half. We're on the other half. We're on the first back decade, half of the first decade of the right? Women's okay, so that I'm gonna right now just say some words, and so I remember the point that I was actually making. So because of that, for these six years, from the start, your Sashas, your Baileys, your Charlottes, your Beckys have been the main women, the main attractions. Mm-hmm. Six years into it, they're still the main women and the main attractions. That's part of the issue. We haven't had a lot of women come up to be, to like add to that mix to make it more interesting. It always still kind of goes back to those four pillars because and I nothing's think it's changed. A, but I don't think it's from a lack of talent. That no, it's have. not. It's that those are their safety, safety nets. Balance. They go to those four women. Right. And now it seems like they've added a fifth one in, in Bianca Belair. I'd even say Oscar to a certain degree. To a degree. So maybe like five, six. Okay, like, but, but that's the thing. Yeah. Um, you had, and let's just, I'm going to reel them off a week. Tony Storm, mm-hmm. Red Lesser, you had her. Great uh, shorts. Great shorts. Uh, Tegan Knox, <laughs> Dakota Kai. Ernest knows. Um, they had. Uh, just like Alexa. Who, uh, that's another one that, that, that I think that you need to be getting more out of. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say something. What Joe was talking about, you know, Austin only had this much time. 
I'm going to bring in the factor of other companies and more money nowadays. Back in those days, Austin had nowhere else to go. He wasn't going to leave and go back to WCW, the place that literally shit all over him. Okay. Sasha has options. Sasha can just be like, I'll sit out 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is. She still has and to be released from her contract. I get it. I get it. And, and if they want to go, just freeze it and take no, it. No, Mike, the thing is, they, you want to get lawyers involved? They can get lawyers involved and they can get out of it instantly. Take the money back. Let me walk. No. Hey, here's my thing. Well, hold on. What I'm saying, this what I'm saying is, let them do that. I, I, okay. Well, then. And just, well, what, here, here's the one thing. But what I'm saying is, is the difference now is that for this being a whole work shoot thing, whatever it is, what if it is real? What if she just wants to get out and leave? And go somewhere else. The Hollywood options now. What I'm saying is, is back then, where could Austin could have gone? Nowhere. Here's what so, I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna say though. I don't actually think she has options. Oh no, I took those. I don't actually. Is that the Conrad Thompson action figure? No, it's Haystack. Um, damn. I don't actually think Sasha has options because at the end of the day, and this sucks. If you're a man in wrestling. And especially if you're a major star in WWE, I think you've got options. I think you've got, you could be in AEW, you can be in Ring of Honor, you can be in any company, basically, Impact, New Japan. Sasha as a woman, like, I, like on Busted Open, they were like, oh, maybe she'll go to New Japan. And it's like, but why? New Japan doesn't do women's wrestling. Like, they've started, they own stardom now, and they've started to have some stardom matches on some of their shows and stuff. But Sasha Banks isn't going to New Japan to be on the pre-show, you know, and they don't do women's wrestling. They don't have a women's division in New Japan. So she's not going to New Japan. Impact isn't where you really want to end up when you're coming off of being on a high in WWE. AEW, yeah, AEW is there. But honestly, you're a woman in WWE. You're watching what they've done with Ruby Soho. You're watching what they've done with, what's her name, Tony Storm. You're watching what they've done with those people, like, let alone what they've done with your Keith Lees and your Shane Stricklands and all those, like, major, potentially major stars that are male. But you're looking from the female perspective, two things. Number one, you're watching what they've done with those women that just also came from WWE, who also could have become big stars, who right now are mostly working on YouTube shows. And number two, when you're... Exactly. And when you're as talented as Sasha is, quite frankly... Here's Sasha, and then here's most of the women that wrestle in AEW. I don't know that there's any one or Brit might be the one. I don't know that there's a two or three that could actually wrestle with Sasha to her level. And I don't know what you do when you're uh, the best in a company. Like, I mean, aside from like Tony Storm, because I think Tony could wrestle. Sasha. Well, yeah, but I'm talking like the women who like like they're not using Tony Storm. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I would say I would say Serena Deeb could probably go with her, possibly in ring, um, and potentially Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, I would say the four of them, though, the three of them are probably like my. That's my pinnacle of who's going in ring. With right. At better than what you're getting out of Dan Brooke of the world. Um, no, but the other the other thing that I'm leaning on with when it comes to this, um, whether she has somewhere else to go or not, I don't know necessarily that I think that's the point of the situation. Because here's the thing. They've already proven if you don't want to be there, bye. Mm-hmm. So ask for the release. Don't take your ball and go home. Because here's the thing. There's a, there's a name floating around right now 
in the wrestling world that's taken their ball and gone home a lot. They're a very toxic person and should be on a television show in North America in the women's division and should be being around. Tessa? It is Tessa Blanchard. But the fact that she's taken her ball and gone home and burned every fucking bridge on the way. Bad reputation, definitely. She's also just known as a bitch. Like, no one ever says Sasha. But here's the thing. You've now proven that you're willing to take your ball and go home if you don't agree with what someone's doing for you. If I'm Tony Khan, why do I take a chance? Right. I have no fucking – I have no – I'm going to pay you a big fucking contract, and the first storyline I give you, you're going to go wrestle Tony Storm, and the second one, you're going to wrestle on Dark with Ruby Soho against Anna Jay and Tay Conti, and you're going to go, I don't want to wrestle Tay Conti because I wrestled her in NXT, and she sucks. I'm going home. Mm -hmm. Take that chance. Mm Mm-hmm. I give her her little sabbatical if this isn't a, a work. Right. This is a shoot. Give her her sabbatical. Let her come back to Earth. Guess what? You've done it once already, and it came. she came back better. Mm-hmm. She came back as a heel. She came back getting booed out of the fucking building. Let her do it again. It's not going to hurt anything. I'm sorry. This now means you have to rely on your Carmelas and your Zelina Vegas and your Alexa Blisses and your Taminas and your Shayna Bates. And that's not a bad thing. Let these people get more work time because here's the deal. You don't have another big show till August. Yeah. Don't blow your load on all your good matches now. Well, money in the bank's pretty big. It is July, yeah. Well, July, right. But, but the fact of the matter is, just all your good women yeah. are going to be in the ladder match. Yeah. I don't need to not right, have Rhea Ripley or Liv Morgan in the ladder match because one of them needs to be fed to Ronda Rousey or one of them needs to be fed to to Bianca Belair. Here, Shanna Baszler, have a title match. Go up against Bianca Belair. Have Ronda Rousey in your corner so Ronda doesn't have to wrestle up Money in the Bank. And let Liv and Rhea be in the ladder match. Yeah. I just think I, I think there are routes that they could go, and I think that there are – if this is a, uh, a shoot, I don't necessarily know that they're as in big of trouble as Sasha is, A, getting out of her contract, and B, where does she go? Because like Joe said, Japan is not an option. Right. So unless she's uh, unless she's uh, joining the Legion of Doom's new pod uh, promotion. Okay. All righty. Here's the next topic. Uh, Mike. Both members yeah. of the Legion of Doom are dead. But, Both. Yeah. Oh. But um, yeah. So my topic is actually you swerved today. Authors of Pain with Paul Ellering, now named the Legion of Pain, because you know, hey, that's what we do. They have released the card for the first. W.E.S. show, for those of you at home that don't know what that is, that is Wrestling Entertainment Series. It's a new promotion put on by the former Authors of Pain, now Legion of Pain. Uh, They announced the card. They announced some other cool things, including the fact that your commentary team for event number one, which is going to take place on June 6th, June 4th, from Nottingham, United Kingdom, is the former uh, drama king himself, uh, Matt Relholt, formerly known as Aiden English, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Coachman. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So that's their commentary team as announced so far, and they've announced the card. So I want to go over the card with you guys. Um, yeah. I sent it to you guys, obviously. Yeah, I got it right here. Are they British, or are they just, are they just basing this in I UK? I think that the Authors of Pain are not... From the United States. 
I think you're right about that, but it's interesting that they're basing I think it in the, the I UK. think they're basing it in the UK because I think they have an ability to get more fans. I mean, that's factual. And the thing is, is without a major wrestling company, because at this point, progress has taken a severe step back due yeah, to all the Me Too the, stuff yeah, and yeah. the WWE Network stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a good look right now. Um, they are Canadian. Okay. Sonny is from Canada and, uh, Razor is. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. He's do- oh, he's Dutch. Dutch. Yes. He's passing the duchy. Yeah, he was born in Kosovo. Pass the duchy on the left. No. Definitely both not American. Um, alright, so let's talk about the pre show. First match. The free live pre-show, too. The man, the myth, the legend. Dirty Dango. I don't know who that is. Formerly Fandango. Is, 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 is it really? Yeah, I, I, that's what I assumed I saw it. He is taking on Levis Valenzuela Jr. I want to see if either one of you guys can figure out who that is. Is that is uh, the Dungeon's son? Guy. Say it one more time. Levis Valenzuela Jr. So you say he's a former WWE guy, he said? Correct. And he's clearly Latino. 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 Oh, he's a man. Oh, not he's a. a man. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, he's Matt Cardona. Oh, oh. Sin Cara? I don't know. No, Sin Cara's in Mexico. Correct. Is it Gran Akuma? No, not Gran Akuma. Wow, no, that was... <laughs> you got me that one, man. You don't even know who that is. No. I... Uh, Gran Metallic. Gran yeah. Akuma? He's... I know who that is. Mask. You want me to tell you? Is he a colon? No, he's not a colon. He's not a colon? No. He's not. He's not a colonoscopy. (laughs) It is the man, the myth, the legend. No way. Jose. Oh. That got so much less exciting. Yeah. No way, Jose, baby. That got so much less exciting. Uh, The other singles match, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Bennett, formerly Mike Canellis, taking on our friend... Throw him off, baby. Fifth Busick. The former. All right. Main show. First match. Don't know if it's going to happen because one of them may not show up. It is Lindsay Dorado versus Dean Mutati. Okay. Who is Dean Mutati? Anyone want to guess? Is everyone on this show a former WWE? Has everyone on this show? You're up. (laughs) You know who it is? No, I don't know who it is. No. Wait, what's his name? Dean? Dean Dean Mutati. Yep. How long ago was he in WWE? Before the pandemic, maybe released during the pandemic. Oh, he was definitely released during the pandemic. Oh shit! Hold on, let me think that. Let me think about what brand was he on? Raw. He was on Raw, mm-hmm. and then he was on NXT, and it was then I think he was on Raw again. Is it um what's his face, the little guy? No. Um, you know who I'm talking about, though. Drake what Maverick. Was Drake Maverick. That was the little guy. No, no, no. no I, was, I was I was answering uh, Joe's uh, guess there. I don't know. He was know. actually the tag team partner of the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Cardona. It is Mojo Raleigh. Fuck out! Oh. I knew that was his last. I should known that because he's been he's been a fucking. <laughs> I, no, I should known that. You know why? He's been a fucking Levitard show for the last fucking like year now. Um, in a match that's built the women's world tag team championship. I can only assume that this is the Impact Wrestling Women's Tag Team Championship match, the as it's all. Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood, the current champions of Impact Wrestling, taking on a team of Deanna Perrazzo and her That's best friend, Chelsea. Okay. 
That could be fun. Yeah. I guess we're going to read the matches off and then we'll talk about them. Uh, well, well, you might be interested in Triple Threat Match. Jonah, a.k.a. Jonah Rock, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the former uh, Bronson, Bronson Reed, Reed, Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. taking on the Jonah. the artist formerly known as Kalisto, going back under the alias of Samurai Del Sol, taking on a guy who somehow grew a great head of hair in like six months, Killer Karrion Cross. I did see his hair. It is pretty nice. Yeah. Hair. I am curious about this match, actually. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. See uh, Cross. I haven't, I haven't seen Cross since he left, since he got the cut from WWE, so. I, it was so I think far, he's only won a couple of matches since then. So, listen, so far. Got married, too. So far, Ankum and Yokum are booking the best episode of SmackDown that I've heard. Yes. It's like the lost the lost episode of SmackDown. This is a great. It gets better, but it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> World Tag Team Title Match: The Legion of Pain, aka Akam and Razor, uh, formerly the Authors of Pain, with Paul Ellering taking on the team of Wesley Blake and Steve Macklin. So Blake the Murphy? Forgotten, no, the Forgotten Sons. Oh, NXT. Oh, this is Steve Cutler yes. and Wesley Blake. Oh, okay. Again, they're booking like the best worst episode of SmackDown. Speaking of worst, your women's title match. Oh, oh this will be fun. The continuation no. oh, of the announce table dilemma 2021. Oh, God, I heard about this today. Nia Jax versus Lana. Well, Lena Fanine, I call it a <laughs> real name. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use regular names now. I'm intrigued by this match. I, I, I know it'll be the Grizzling Shits, but I'm I gonna, officially, I, I officially can't pay for this show because if WWE put that on a show and then asked me to pay fifty dollars for it, I'd be like, "Go no. fuck yourself." So I can't, I can't yeah. do that. I can't give the Legion of Pain. I thought she was done though with wrestling. Seriously, They're I just thought she was like, done wrestling. What? I guess not. I thought she, I thought Lena Fini was done with wrestling. She was very clear about that. I'm done with wrestling. Who anal? No. Uh, my hole. My hole. My hole. So wait, my hole is fighting anal bat Lana backwards. Yes. Yes. Ah. As the co-main event. This is Rusev. In, in your main event for the uh, I'm going to say the WES WES World Championship. Oh, you, wait, he'll love this one. Joe will love this main event. Go ahead. It is uh, Braun, Adam, Titan, Strowman, Schnur taking on the former reigning and defending Rod XC Grand Prix champion, Alistar Reem. Oh, Reem. So let's. Okay. Y'all know how I feel. Uh, I'm going to get a refill while he rants. Okay, go ahead. No, but you know how I feel about Braun Strowman. So well, like, you know how you feel about Braun Strowman, buddy. I, like, I don't, I don't have no, to I go... I don't have to go into any details about my no, dislike Braun of the Braun Strowman. That... Braun Strowman said some stupid shit. He's, yeah, he's a fucktard. You guys all but, say stupid shit like that. You're but he's a real fucktard. So Wait, you say that he's the one making wrestling money in wrestling, independent wrestling. Aren't you at least a little bit? Aren't you at least a little bit intrigued though? So you know? that's what I'm gonna say. Like of all <laughs> yeah, the matches on this card, this one's intriguing because first of all, Alistair Overeem apparently becoming a wrestler—that's new. 
I did not know he was going into pro wrestling. I'm intrigued by that. I was a fan of his in UFC. He has a win over Brock Lesnar. Like, he can make a run in pro wrestling if he's even halfway decent, which lately, the people who have been coming over, if you're not named Ronda Rousey, have been halfway decent. So, I'm intrigued by that. And honestly... He needs to be in there against kind of a big guy. And Braun Strowman is a big guy. I could see the two of them having a really good match. Like I, I can on, see that match going seven minutes. And I'm doing, okay with that. You see him doing the wall. I'm okay with that also, though. Like, like, give me the Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Mania match for, like, where they're out there for eight minutes and just fucking destroying each other. The mm-hmm. reason why I'm hesitant to give this money, this show, any money. We know why. No. I mean, in City Perry. No, no. See, I would actually, I would, I would actually. That that match doesn't bother me as much as that ridiculous fucking haircut that fucking Braun Strowman has right now. Oh, I haven't seen. I that. don't know if I can buy the show because someone's gonna give him money for having a haircut that makes the warlord look like a fucking genius. And he cut his beard too, right? He cut his beard, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm 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 good on fucking vampire uh, warlord um, being there. Uh, I'm at my most intriguing match of the night. Um, I'm actually excited to see the Forgotten Sons versus the Legion of Fame. Like I obviously think AOP is probably going to put themselves over because what Booker is going to put themselves yeah, over? It's their fucking promotion, right? Um, but the Forgotten Sons are a good team. I like the Authors of Fame when they were healthy. They were good. I think they could have a good match. The the, the triple threat, threat match, match is also another one. That's one that, like, honestly, if I had to, if I had to pick three matches that I'd like actually watch from If you make that the this, world title match, yeah. I'm all in on watching this show live. Yeah. Because you can at least get me to stick around knowing that I'm going to get a good match between the three of those guys to not, close the show. I would not be against watching this show for the record. I don't know when it is. I don't know any of that stuff. But like, I wouldn't pay for it, though. I, I, I would buddy, not, you, buddy, you don't pay for anything as it is. I would not be against watching this show. I'm not going to lie. For like it's Saturday. The, okay, there we go. For the triple threat match, the tag title match, and the world, the world title match. Right, like, like seeing Overeem wrestling mm-hmm. a big guy, Like I think that there's a lot of intrigue to that. ITV? I don't necessarily know if it's been released that they're actually showing it anywhere yet. <laughs> it must be on like I'll, fight or something. Give me my guess. You guys talk. Give me a minute. I'll search. I just, so one thing I would say though is I think they could have done more interesting things with the talents that they have. So they have a really decent roster here, but it does say that it will be on fight. Like wow. everything nowadays, so I'm not surprised. Oh, like honestly, about. honestly. Why not have Nia Jax out there wrestling one of the dudes? Why not put her in a match where she can go toe-to-toe with some big guy? Give us that as one of those, like... Like, look, the reason why the Overeem match works is because there's an odd amount of intrigue to it. Oh, you don't know what this is going to look like. You've never seen this before. Yada, yada, yada. Do that. Do that with more of these people. Like, we don't need... The tag title match sounds great, but it also sounds like something that would have been on NXT about three years ago. Part of the reason why it sounds great. Give me something different. Give me something unique. That's what I want out of wrestling. Especially when you're a new company with a new show that's happening. Give me something that I can't see and haven't seen anywhere else. And I 
I think that they have a little bit of that with the Overeem match. I think they understood that that was a great concept for getting people to watch. But I think they could have gone further with it with the talents that they have. So the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham is where this event will take place. It holds how many people? 10,000. Oh. Um, if you go on their Twitter page, which you can find uh, at WES Official TV, go to their website, which you can then get redirected to the poster of the show. As you scroll down, it has their prices for the uh, the I seats guess. and everything. Um, <laughs> for an exclusive VIP floor seat, which includes free merchandise and close to the ring action. Twenty pounds. And this is in euros, so yeah. you're gonna fuck this up. So. Two hundred and five thousand fifty, or two hundred five fifty. I don't think it's, it, 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 there's a comma instead of a point. That is weird. How did they do their numbers? That doesn't make any sense. It's pounds, isn't it? Pounds in, in, in uh, yeah, pounds in uh, in England. But shouldn't their numbers still be like like hundreds and thousands? Hold on, I'm gonna see if there's a converter. I'm very. So, the one for now too, also. Uh, it's like that's the one where I'm deciding whether or not like I care enough to watch this or just wait till the next day. Wow, their website sucks. Better it's my phone. And my iPad's not working. Um, I'm trying to actually see. So um, one pound is, is it equivalent to 125 in the United States? That's not what I'm worried about. WES wrestling. I don't know. I just think they could have done a little bit more. That's all. But I'm intrigued by the show. I'm not gonna lie. What was the what was the uh, number? Is it two fifty? Two oh five comma fifty. Five comma fifty. Well, two oh five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Pound sterling, two oh five. Is like two fifty five U.S. dollars. Doesn't sound right though. <laughs> Do you have an interest in watching this show, Ernest? Um. This one, just to just to drink, just hang on, drink maybe, yeah. That wasn't an invitation. I literally was just asking if you wanted to watch the show or not. Not, not by myself, no. I, that's you're an idiot. You wouldn't even drink. You'd be like, oh, I have to drive. That's true. All right, so, so tickets start for as low as uh, thirty-seven pounds. Okay. I guess it's the cheapest ticket. Three dollars. Thirty-seven pounds to buy tickets. Yes. $46 US dollars. Let's fly out there, guys. Let's go. Let's roll support. Uh, no. Okay, next topic, man. We have to switch that here. Let's switch that here now. Right. I don't think it's up yet. I guess that makes sense. In the meantime, let's get my topic real quick. <laughs> while we're looking at numbers and stuff. My topic, as we close out this uh, show today, uh, is Ric Flair is returned to the ring. I have, a, I have a. I have a desire to watch the 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 WES show more than the Ric Flair show. Have you seen the Starcade? We you said today we had the Starcade uh, um thing is out right the uh, the the match card or no? no. Wait, is the whole card out? I doubt it. Oh, okay. 
Oh, wait, he's, he's going to do one, one last match. A Starcade 5? 4? Was it 4 or 5? 5. 5. Um, so Starcast. Starcast. Sorry, Starcade. What? Wow. Starcast. So my, 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 I guess my topic is very really simple. Are you actually excited about seeing Fleur and Ring again? Uh, I'm as excited as sh- uh, shooting myself in the foot and kicking myself in the dick. Yeah, I'm. I love this for him. I love this more for Conrad because I hope this means that Conrad's actually considering starting his own wrestling company. Yeah, yeah, I think, fair. I think I think he could be a lot of fun booking his own show. Yes, I agree. But I, the fact that he has to have Flair involved in it, and like cool that he's paying homage to Jim Crockett promotion, but then have like a, a, a swan song that they never really got to have. Like kudos to him for that. But like, I'm really glad that Ricky the Dragon Seabo was like, yeah, no, fuck you guys, I'm out. Yeah, valid. I do, you think- know, do you know why Steve said no? I mean, is, is he even does he even do like once in a while matches? Steve, has he had any matches in, in recent years? Anything? I don't think so. The, the Chris Jericho at WrestleMania was probably the last one that he did in mm-hmm. WWE. That was that like WrestleMania 24. Yeah, before we started our streak. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. Like, no, I don't think. But here's the thing. Well over a decade. What, 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 what is Rick doing to stay active? Bumping in a ring once a week? Like, I don't think he's really doing anything. And I mean, let's be real here. It's yeah. a six-man tag match. It's going to be Cash and Dax taking all the fucking bumps. Right. Yeah, Rick's going to come out there and make his big entrance, wear his new maybe robe. Maybe take a bump off the top rope where he hits his usual I-fucked-up spot. Yeah. Uh, he's going to put somebody in a figure four. He's going to get the win, and he's going to fucking retire. Yeah. Like, he's going to cry like Shawn Michaels super kicked him like he was old yeller again. Like, what the fuck? And the only, the only reason why you can actually expect that this could very well be his real last match. Because he might have a heart attack being thrown from the top <laughs> rope and die in the ring. No, I wasn't going to say that. I got forbid. But just chances <laughs> are. What? <laughs> chances are. He's probably never wrestling again after this because he's like seventy-eight years old. Like, it's a safe bet. This is seventy-three, legit. but yeah, I get it. It's a safe bet. That this is legit going to be his last match. So that aspect of it is kind of cool. I have to admit though, when I first heard the news, I was like, "Come on, really, dude?" But I've watched him on his Instagram recently. He's, he's still taking some pretty for a guy his age, some pretty sick bumps. Yeah, I don't. I'm kind of with Mike on this. Like, I'm not – the Ric Flair's never been my favorite wrestler. He's never been the guy that I've ever been like, oh, my God, this guy's right. thing. I've come to appreciate his work from the 80s and, and 90s in WCW and the NWA. I've come to appreciate it a lot more since I've been a little bit older and watched some of that stuff as a kid. I was not a Ric Flair fan. I hated when he was in WWF because he wasn't my guy. He was from the other side. I All that kind of emotion happened for me as a child when Ric Flair came to WWF. And I never really got past that for a long time until, like I said, I was a little bit older and I could watch back on his stuff and be like, okay, wow, yeah, I get it. I get why he's considered to be the GOAT. I get why people love him so much. And I get why for a lot of people this is going to be special. And it is going to be fun, and it's going to be a great thing. And we love nostalgia. We love nostalgia. Right. And, and I think if I had grown up watching Jim Crockett promotions, if I had grown up with Ric Flair being my world champion, if all of that were true, I'd probably be super stoked for this show. I'm not the audience for this show. And that's okay. 
And I would be the audience for the show because I would be watching a lot of WCW. Right. Right. And even I'm kind of like... Can I just say one thing, though? We have the most obvious opponent for him already. Like, Ricky Steamboat said no. Sting? But I don't even think... Yeah, I, I, I feel like the guy who's 65 years old out there is still taking crazy right. ass I thought, bumps. I, I thought you guys were going to say a bottle of scotch. I was no. like, why guys are fucked up? <laughs> On an airplane. You fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> it's just, it's just, <laughs> less match of just him versus the stewardess. Him, him having a five-star match against a broomstick because he's drunk, drinking too much scotch on the plane on the way. Broomstick, broomstick wins, of course. He, he put somebody over on his way out. But no, like, I think I'd have Sting in there with him. Yeah. I think for me, as again, someone who didn't grow up watching WCW, but like I, I did watch a little bit of WCW. I did watch the pay per views and stuff like that. So probably around like 90, 91, 92. Sting is the ultimate rival to Ric Flair for me. Sting is literally still actively wrestling on TV at least once a month, fucking jumping off of the top of whatever he can. He thinks he's Jeff Hardy. Sometimes. You were there. You were there. Yeah, we really were there. So, like, he's the guy. Go get him. Tony Khan will let you borrow him, Conrad. You know that. Go get Sting. Let him be the guy in there with Ric Flair. You want to make it a six-man? Flair and FTR versus Sting and the Hardys. They did, which that to me is weird because, like, they're not exactly spring chicken. No, but I think they're having a retirement tour. They are having a retirement tour. They belong on the show. I would have them wrestle somebody on the show. Right. Here's right. here's what I would do with the match. And this is going to sound really fucking weird. Um, if you're going to leave FTR with uh, right. Rick, I would do something completely crazy, and I would put it together a team. But the first person I'd put on that team, just for the promos leading into the match, go no matter what, is an AEW wrestler. Oh. Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman. Because give me MJF versus Ric Flair in a promo battle leading into that match. I can see that. The two of them going back and forth would be absolutely epic. Yeah, that means you don't get Sting on, in, in the match. But if you want, if you go the Sting route, the obvious answer here is Sting, Darby, and another person mm-hmm. versus FTR and Ric Flair. I would have the Rock and Roll Express take on like the Young Bucks or the Hardys in, in a match. Um, if you can get a couple guys from AEW to come in, which I don't think necessarily is going to be an issue. Uh, I would have, I would use the NWA. I would have Matt Cardona defend his title on yeah. the show. I'd bring in Nick Aldis if I could. Um, yeah. Because those are all guys who have used the figure four um, yeah. since then. Um, and if you're going to pay homage to Ric Flair, let him have one last match. Like, bring in as many guys who have used Ric Flair moves and things, you know, or been his rivals to have matches on that show. Um, I think that'll help draw. Because um, here's the thing. I don't think they'll have a problem drawing for this at all. Um, but I would even take a Johnny Gargano match on this show because Johnny's going to be in town doing his the stage show on StarCast. I think it'd be cool to have Johnny wrestle a match just to, you know, he's not technically under contract anyway right now. Because here's what's interesting to me. I've, I've heard, I listen to all Conrad's podcasts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's been talking about this in the last week, especially. I get the whole aspect of it where it's almost like a one-night stand for Jim Crockett promotions. And that's the thing. So the difference here is when you did ECW one-night stand back in 2005, 
you still had almost all of the active roster from just five, six years mm-hmm. ago alive. I'm not going to say well necessarily, but alive, able to be booked on the show. You could literally, you could put together a reunion show mm-hmm. for ECW at that time and have a legit ECW show. Have 90% of their final roster. Event. Right, exactly. You like even if you tried to do an ECW reunion show today, it'd be a little, it'd be, it'd be a little <laughs> rough, but you could still probably find right enough that are actively working. Right, like a WCW reunion show today would be hard to pull off. Yeah, because either half of them are you know unfortunately dead, or, right, or have retired and haven't wrestled in however long. Exactly. Now you're trying to do it from a company that was majorly predominant in like 1985. Are we getting a Jeff Jarrett match on this show? Probably. Okay. Probably. Jeff Jarrett versus FE2? Yeah, you're, you're gonna get some, like, you're not gonna get a straightforward, uh, Jim Crockett promotions yeah. reunion show because no. most of those people aren't wrestling anymore. They're either not alive or they're just or like, they're like 80 years old. Right, exactly. So or they're not, Lex Luger. So, right. So the, the only thing that you can mm. get out of this is mm. it basically being in the spirit of a Jim Crockett show. And when you're doing that, that, I think, is when you open up the door to, let's get Matt Cardona in there with mm-hmm. the NWA title. Let's get Nick Aldis, who has mm-hmm. been the face of the NWA for the last five or six years. Let's Whoever get... Whoever tag champs are. Right. Like, like, almost making an NWA show on top of it while yeah. having some AEW guys show up. A name that I've... that I And I told this to Ernest uh, before we went live on the on the stream today. If you're going to do something cool, because I've, I've seen where he says that all the members of the Horsemen will be... Mm-hmm. One group for the first time in however long, and Ernest was even him and Arn. And I said, "Buddy, Arn is Arn is his ride or die. Like yeah. he may not agree oh, yeah. with okay. some of the shit that Vince that, that that Rick's pulled, but like if Rick says, hey, I need you, like, all right, I'm there. Arn's mm-hmm. gonna drop whatever he's doing. That's just the way it is.' I said for for the final Ric Flair match, pair up Ric Flair, Brock Anderson, and Chris Benoit's son, who's who's wrestling." As as like the fifth generation of horsemen. Oh, or instead, if you don't if you don't want to use uh, Benoit's son because of obvious reasons, use Brian Pillman's son. Mm-hmm. Go Flair, Pillman Jr. and uh, people forget that Pillman Brock was Anderson in the horsemen. and have them be the like the fifth generation horsemen. The horsemen ride again. The Midnight Horsemen, whatever the fuck you want to call them. And have them take on like a team of like FTR and like Bret Hart if you can get him. I personally, if, if you're gonna, if, if Conrad's gonna do this for Rick and I, I've said a lot about Bret Hart, including hashtag fuck Bret Hart, because I feel like he's a fucking whiny bitch right, right now. But I will not take away what Bret has done in ring. Cannot take his dignity. I would love to see if you're going to give Rick one last match as a six man tag match like this. I would much rather Brett get into a little bit of ring shape and let FTR have their dream match as, as his partners <coughs> in a six man tag match against people, because I think that moment would be bigger for FTR than being Rick Flair's partner. Fair point. Um, but real quick, if we're going to fantasy book this, uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Effie, Matt Cardona versus someone, Nick Aldis versus someone, uh, Allison Kay and Marty Bell defend the NXT or the NWA tag titles against like probably Diana and Chelsea again because that's easy. 
Um, I think you have to get Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. on this show just because of the Horseman legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, I would love, again, I'd love to see, it, like, if Johnny shows up and wrestles a match on this show because he's not signed anywhere right now. I think that'd be awesome. But I hope this doesn't lead to him, like, not, like, I don't want him in AEW. I said that whenever Joe shared the news that Johnny, uh, insert new name here, uh, showed up on AEW on Wednesday. Um, and I was like, thank God. And Joe kind of was like, thank God. Like, and I was like, yeah, cause I don't want him in AEW. Cause I don't think he'll fucking ever step out because he's just as good in ring as some guys that they have there right now that they're not using properly. You easily and swerve. So I don't necessarily want Johnny getting lost in the shuffle because I think Johnny's a great wrestler and I think he would crush it no matter where he goes. And I think he has a better opportunity of going back to WWE and getting a push than he would going to AEW because he'd show up for two days and then all of a sudden they'd be like, oh, look, we signed a uh, fucking one-man gang. <laughs> oh, happy anniversary to Nails. He made his WWE debut on this day. On this day. I love that. I said that on the show, though. So I'm just oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Wrestlers of the Week nominees. All right. Um, Jim's obviously not here, so we're back to our usual three and three. Uh, I had the first pick last week, so we'll get to Ernest since show's rolling. All right. Uh, my my pick this week, my first pick will be uh, this woman got the number one contender spot for the Raw Women's Championship. It'll be Asuka. Oh, Asuka. Asuka. Welcome back, Asuka. We missed Asuka. you. Asuka. Uh, Joseph? Um, let me have the first finalist in the Owen Hart tournament, Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. Um, all right, I'm going to take the new uh, IWGP United States champion and the newest member of the Bullet Club, Juice Robinson. Did he really? Yeah, he won the title in the four-way. I meant that he joined the Bullet Club. Yeah, he did it to Sakura Genesis. I didn't realize that. I said that. <laughs> You're probably asleep. Probably. My, Ernest. My, my next pick is going to be uh, the one Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, 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 O'Reilly's auto parts. Wow! Like a cat there. Um... Ooh, this is a challenge. Ooh. You know, I'm just trying to think of what I actually watched in wrestling this week. I guess give me give me Swerve and Keith Lee for finally showing up on Dynamite. They and, got TV time for once. Shit. And they're going to be in the tag title match at, at Double or Nothing. So. Is, it, is it wrong if I name them the new Nation of Domination? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Saying. They're not pull, they're not living that gimmick. All right, fine. Uh, this guy retained his title on uh, Rampage. Uh, I'll take Scorpio Sky. Oh, nice, good job. I love that for him. I love that. He didn't lose it in his first defense this time. All right, my final pick of this. Uh, unfortunately, I have my soundboard, so I'm gonna go ahead and just do this here on my phone. Give me this guy. Ooh, Robert Lashley. Big, big win on the steel cage match with Omos on Raw. That was a fun match, actually. Mm-hmm. I did watch most of Raw. You know, I, like uh, to, I like to do steel cage matches on Raw once in a while. Not bad. Yeah. You know, I've started watching the Hulu version of Raw, 
Yes, it's yes. a lot easier to watch. Oh, absolutely, without question. The 90-minute version where they hit, like, the highlights and, you know, you get, like, the major matches and feuds mm-hmm. and promos, like... It's it's a vibe. It really is. It's a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. You know? Um, shoot. Who did anyone do anything interesting on NXT this week? Santos Escobar beat Tony Marinara. No, that's not fun. Um, they had the first, the women's breakout thing, but yeah, whatever. Give me. You know what? The only the only person that we're ignoring right now in the Owen Hart men's. Tournament side, give me Samoa Joe. Oh, Joey Samoa. Uh, my final pick will be a guy. Uh, he retained his Ring of Honor, uh, pure title on an episode of Dark. Uh, is also in New Japan in the in the uh, junior tournament. Uh, give me the old the old man, the myth, the legend. Give me Wheeler Uter. Uter. I like it. Uter. Wheeler Uter. <laughs> I, I, had, I did have uh, Santos Escobar on my list of names. I also had Ruby Soho and the Hex. Ruby, is, Ruby, Ruby Soho. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we out. Yeah, good job. Uh, Want to plug anything before we go? Uh, follow me on Twitter. They call me Burn. Follow me on Instagram. Facket Certified SE. I still have to go finish my baseball podcast. Yeah, I, I record my podcast all too. Joe, anything you want to say when we get out here? Nah, I'm good. Good. Uh, we're out. Later, guys.